1: the Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems.
0: Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bob Bernie Live.
1: And welcome to Bob Bernie Live on this Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for making uh, me making this uh, program a part of your afternoon. Uh, Listen, I realize you have choices in uh, who you listen to, what you listen to, and uh, I am deeply honored that you have chosen to spend some time with me this afternoon. Thank you. Here is my telephone number, and I need to remind you I love to hear from our listeners. I do. Uh, I often don't emphasize phone calls maybe as much as I should, uh, but I'd love to hear from our listeners. Whether you agree, you disagree, I'd love to hear from you. 877-BOB-LIVE is the telephone number. 877-262-5483. All kinds of election news here in Ohio, nationally, the Iowa caucuses are one week from today. Can you believe it? Yeah, one week from today, the Iowa caucuses, and there is so much speculation about who the Republican uh, winner is going to be. I think it's pretty clear it's going to be Donald Trump. The big question is by how much, and uh, even the, the bigger question how will Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley do in Iowa? Uh in the final analysis, does Iowa really matter? Probably not. Please don't tell your friends in Iowa that I said that. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean that much, but it is the kickoff of the uh the current primary season. So we'll keep an eye on that. Of course, but there are things going on here in the state of Ohio. Uh, The uh, Senate seat of Sherrod Brown is up for grabs. Sherrod Brown is running for re-election. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I pray that he is not re-elected. Several Republicans running, and I'm going to make offers to all of the current Republican primary candidates uh opportunities to come on the air and speak to you folks and we will see who uh we'll see who responds last time around there were what 12 republicans running for the republican seat here in ohio and jd vance was the one that over and over and over again reached out to me wasn't me reaching out to him Uh, J.D. Vance reaching out to me saying, hey, I'd like to talk to your listeners. And I said, hey, door is open. Microphone is available. Uh, Out of all of the candidates, he was the one that was most approachable by far. And he's the one that not only won the primary, but won the uh, general election as well. So anyway, we will see. Uh, On the uh, campaign front here in Ohio, uh, this is a fascinating story. A transgender candidate up in Stark County. Now, Stark County is deep red. Stark County is very conservative, very, very Republican, but a uh, a gentleman— who now believes that he is a she, wanted to run for that congressional district here in the state of Ohio. Uh, This individual is a real estate photographer who is a man pretending to be a woman. He now goes by the name Vanessa Joy. Uh, 42 years old, announced uh, his candidacy as a she in Ohio's House District 50. If you were listening a couple of weeks ago, I brought this story to your attention. He was going to be the first uh, openly transgender candidate uh, on the Ohio ballot for the Ohio House of Representatives. Well, this individual has been disqualified. Yeah. Uh they've been taken off the ballot. Why? Well, when they trans when they transitioned from male to female, the uh, gentleman who now believes that he is a woman forgot to fill out the forms indicating that there had been a name change in the last 5 years. That is a law that's been on the Ohio books for many years. In fact, uh, 1995, a law was passed in 1995 that a political candidate, when running for office, if they have changed their last name in the last five years, they have to uh, acknowledge that, unless the change is due to marriage. Well, this transgender activist, didn't do that. And so uh, he who believes uh, he is a she uh, gathered enough signatures to run for office in Ohio's District 50, but is now declared to be ineligible. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Uh, Did this individual have any chance in Stark County? I sincerely doubt it, but who knows? Uh, good news from the courts, not necessarily here in Ohio, but in Iowa. Back in 2020, Iowa passed a very strong pro-life law that prohibits almost all abortions. It was called the Defense of Life Act Act. It was uh passed signed into law back in 2020. Uh it was immediately uh put on hold by lower courts. Planned parenthood other organizations sued to uh keep it from being enacted. It's been bouncing around the courts uh since 2020 on Friday. The Supreme Court of the United States determined that I I said Iowa, pardon me, it's Idaho, Idaho could enforce the Defense of Life Act that was first enacted in 2020. This is the first time the U.S. Supreme Court has weighed in on a state abortion case since overturning Roe v. Wade back in 2022. So the Supreme Court has determined that the Defense of Life Act does not violate the Constitution and can be enforced. Fascinating, the difference between states. Idaho has a strong law prohibiting the killing of innocent unborn babies. Here in Ohio, we now have a constitutional amendment that makes it open season for killing Innocent, unborn babies clear up until the day of delivery. What a difference. Uh, What a difference. All right, we need to take a break. Uh, When we come back, did you hear that the National Park Service was going to remove a statue of William Penn in Pennsylvania? Yeah, William Penn, Pennsylvania, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got an update, and at least for once, uh, there's good news. We'll be back.
0: Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: All right, this is is really, really, really getting ridiculous. I mean, it really is. This tearing down the statues here, tearing down statues here, trying to erase history. Now, folks, listen, not all history is good. But it's history. Uh, I'm going to get to this Pennsylvania thing, but... This attempt to erase history that we don't like. Just just make it go away as if it didn't exist. Uh, some of you may remember me telling you about my uh, trip to Senegal a few years ago. Uh, I was traveling with the Bible League. And one of the things we did, we, uh, we traveled over to Goree Island, G-O-R-E-E, Goree Island, which was probably the site where more African slaves were loaded onto ships to be transported to America and to other countries. The island was almost completely dedicated during those horrible years to housing African slaves and then uh, putting them on the slave ships, which were deplorable, the conditions on Gory Island were deplorable. Uh, Well, the island is preserved. The uh, cells where the uh, slaves were kept are preserved. There is a door. It's difficult to explain it. But there is a hard rock cliff at the edge of the island. There was a door cut through from the inside of the island to the outside, So that the slave ships could pull up and this door through solid rock lined up with the gangplank for the ship. And the slaves could be loaded directly from the holding cells onto the slave ships. Anyway, the whole reason I bring that up is the island has not been destroyed. The remnants... Of the horrors of slavery have not been erased. They have tour guides there uh, employed by the Senegal government to tell you the real story, the real history of slavery and one of the things you will hear on Gory Island is that black Africans were just as responsible for the slave trade as white Europeans. And that is just a fact. Now, that does not diminish the horror of slavery, nor the responsibility of white Europeans. I want to make that clear. But it puts into context that it was not just white Europeans that were responsible for slavery. Black Africans were just as responsible. Anyway, my point is, it would be terrible To just say, we don't like that part of history. We want to pretend like it doesn't exist. And so we're going to close off the island. In fact, we're going to bomb it. We're going to destroy it. Of course not. Some history is good. Some is bad. But history is history. In Pennsylvania, the National Park Service, under the direction of the Biden administration, was planning on tearing down a large statue of William Penn in Welcome Park in the old city of Philadelphia. Now, why is there a statue of William Penn in Will- in Welcome Park? Well, let's see. How did Pennsylvania get its name? Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah! It was named because of... William Penn. It wouldn't be Pennsylvania without William Penn. Why was the statue erected in this particular location? Because that's where William Penn's house was. Yeah. Well, the National Park Service decided they were going to rehabilitate Welcome Park in the old city of Philadelphia and they wanted to tear down the statue of William Penn. Uh, was, was he a slaveholder? No. In fact, just the opposite. Was he cruel to Native Americans? No. In fact, exactly the opposite. William Penn was a real friend to Native Americans. Well, then why were they going to tear down his statue commemorating The namesake of the state of Pennsylvania, who was a true friend to Native Americans, Uh, no one really knew. No, and I'm not making this up. No one really knew. They wanted to place more emphasis on Native Americans. Well, that's fine. And that's appropriate. But on the site where William Penn lived, well, there was enormous pushback by this decision by the National Park Service, not just by Republicans. The Democrat governor of Pennsylvania said, this is nuts. Well, he didn't use exactly those words, but that's basically what he said. Other Democratic representatives in Pennsylvania said, what are you thinking? Governor Josh Shapiro, a Democrat, said, quote, my team has been in contact with the Biden administration throughout the day to correct this wrong decision. I'm pleased that Welcome Park will remain the rightful home of this William Penn statue. So, This decision evidently went all the way to the top to Joe Biden wanting to remove William Penn from his own park where his own home stood for no valid reason. But in this case, the outcry was so great, even by Democrats... That the National Park Service has basically said, oops, well, you know, maybe uh, <clears throat> maybe we were a little harsh in our decision. The good news is William Penn is safe. Well, at least for now.